Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Overlay a Poker Podcast brought to you by CCG Poker Radio and where's the other spot, Brandon? CCG Poker Radio and TV and beautiful Paramount. Beautiful Paramount Social Club in, in Houston, Houston Texas. Texas. I am currently in Houston, Texas, and Brandon, was, you you are? Uh, I'm in Medawa, which is a CCG location here on a Thursday. Yeah. So um, we are... Uh, we're both at our respective uh, events. Correct. And the funny thing is, is typically when you and I do the podcast, I'm in my office in Naperville, which obviously is in Illinois, and you're typically at home in Indiana. So we always do state across state lines podcasting. Ooh, this would be like a federal case if there was some kind of like weird podcasting laws that we were breaking. I can't imagine. Which if there is podcasting laws, we're probably breaking them. Yeah, well, and I would say I, like, there is any. I could literally go with the, like, I didn't know any better because it seems like a make-believe thing anyways. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure that'll hold up in court. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny. Normally, I'm in Illinois. You're in Indiana. Today, you're in Illinois, and I am in Texas. Which is, how's Texas? How's uh, the weather? It's It's, like, crazy warm. Funny thing happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love to eat at the Denny's across the street from my hotel. I do. Like it's across do. the st- like it's not even across the street. It's across the parking lot. Like I just walk across the parking. It's lot. across the side street. It, no, no, <laughs> so the, I don't yeah. even have to look any direction. I just it's just parking lot the whole way. Yeah, I, mean, I probably should look to see if any cars are coming in the parking lot, but I never do. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty. I've been safe so far. But um, what you call it? So it's funny. This is March. 2021 and what a couple of weeks ago 10 days ago something along those lines is when texas had like the crazy cold front come through yep and they had some snow and uh, you know obviously it's texas so there's like zero they have no idea infrastructure yeah nothing to deal with bad weather in the sense of cold it's like everything got shut down electricity was out people's pipes were bursting because they were getting below freezing for a couple days in a row and it's just it was a madhouse. So, anyways, I'm I'm preferencing this story because it 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 is eventually going to go somewhere. So I'm eating at Denny's by myself, which is like my favorite thing to do. So I'm like reading my book, enjoying my omelet with ham, bacon, sausage, two eggs over easy on top with four pieces of bacon. And they always say, "Mr. Khan, would you like two pieces of bacon and four? I'm like, "Ha ha ha! Who would only order two? Of course, I want four. Because I'm like that jackass in there. And um, so then a family sits down next to me and are like in the booth, you know, right next to me. And, um, you know, the waitress standard opening line of the waitress. Hey, how are you guys doing? What can I get you to drink? Milk, orange juice, Coke. And the last kid orders a freaking hot chocolate. I look at my watch and it's 71 degrees outside. And I was like. What in God's green earth is that kid? Or and he was like fourteen. It wasn't like he was like five. Where like I can understand like one of my kids ordering a random ass drink at a Denny's, but no, no, kid was like fourteen. He's in high school. I'll, I'll have a hot cocoa, please. <laughs> it's seventy degrees. I literally wanted to jump up and be like, "It's seventy degrees outside. What are you doing ordering hot chocolate?" So apparently, like right. Texas is embracing this whole like cold weather front that is now gone. Which also, did you see any of the TikToks about how it was a complete conspiracy? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. They're great. How the government actually, we've turned into a conspiracy podcast. Episode 42, everybody. The overlay and uh, poker conspiracies and how they affect the weather in Texas. Um, <laughs> it literally, it was, um, it's all like how the government, you know, uh, manufactured all of this um, 
uh, what you call it, weather to make them uh, feel the pain and need federal help from the government because they couldn't do it on their own because Texas wanted to secede. secede? Honestly, that's a pretty good. I it's can get with that. I mean, there's always a grain of truth in everything. It's wild. It, it, it has to come from somewhere, right? I mean, it's, you know, it makes you think, which is what all for, conspiracy theories do. For us, for those listeners that don't know. Coke Zero. Uh, this episode brought to you by Coke myself. Zero. What are very much tick TikTokers? We're TikTokers. TikTokers addicted to the talk. We're addicted. Love to the, the talk. It's so good. I found this other. Anyways, we won't go into the TikTok rabbit hole because it Ooh, is that, that's deep be episode and it's dark and I don't know TikTok. where it is. At first, I was just very excited about all the scantily clad women doing stupid dances, but then uh-huh. that's just like the upper. That's just the cherry on top. Like once you get into TikTok, like there's so much more in there. Once right. they figure out who you actually are, because I think like once you sign on TikTok, it's all about twenty-three-year-old dance girls dance in their bathing suits right but then once you start you know showing tiktok that you got another side to you all of a sudden you know and they got me pegged perfectly like they put on my for you page literally exactly what's for me yep like, whatever the I algorithm is or whatever i don't skip through anything yes yeah, it's, it's the chinese algorithm they got me pegged it's good i like it um, anyways, so what, what, ep- what are we going to talk about? Today? Episode 42. Today, we're going to go over the great American road trip for poker players. Oh, I love road trips. I do, too. It's one of those. My wife does not want to go on a road trip with the kids. She's like, that sounds awful. I'm like, of course, it's awful. Like all road trips are bad, but it's great. Like you, stuff you remember. I remember as a kid how bad it was when I had to drive to Minnesota with my parents and it was a 10 hour drive. And it was miserable. My brother and I fought the whole time. Allison didn't talk to anybody. You argue over who got the captain chairs in the minivan. Like, it was great. I got to pee. Yeah. And then you stop at the rest stop, and then you leave. Does anybody have to go to the bathroom? No, no, I'm good, good, good. 20 minutes later, Dad, I got to pee, you know? Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, I remember my two road trips as a kid going out west. I mean, we went when I was like 10 and, and 8, and I remember both of those. Yeah, like they're formative, formative years, Brandon. And I think all poker players, that's how we're going to tie it all together. I feel like poker players also need to eventually, if you want to be, if you're, you know, I don't want to say a serious player, but like part of the fun of being like a good regular or a semi-pro or a pro, whatever you want to call it, like you have to take either some kind of road trip to play in a specific tournament series whether it be the wsop or a wpt or an mspt or an hpt omg there's a lot of letters in poker tournaments isn't there they usually end with o and p yeah that's true they end with t yeah mspt hpt poker tour world series of poker World poker but you tour. really got to get out of like the monotony. I don't, I don't know if I'm using the word right, but like it gets pretty boring to drive to the horseshoe five days a week and do the same thing and see the same 12 people yes. and play in the same game with the same dealers and the same four people. And it's just like same regs, the same five old guys playing five ten. If that's, you know, if like you're, if you, even if you don't play in that game, you just see them and them arguing and whatever. Like it's kind, it's so much fun as a poker player to go to a different part of the country um i've never traveled internationally ever let alone for poker so i can't speak to that but domestically i feel like we can cover a couple of the hot spots some of the fun things to do while you're there it's also like a super fun thing to do with like a partner or somebody else like you get to go with like a group of 
you know, friends and go play poker. And it's great. You can kind of share in the successes. You can share in the misery of bad beats. I mean, there's just so much you get to talk about. And again, it's like two or three or four days of just all poker all the time, staying in a hotel room. I had something about that that's fun. Which, by the way, guys, we we came up with this episode idea because he's in a hotel and I'm in a hotel. Yep. So we're, we're like, like, huh, we'll do a hotel episode. Hotel. Okay. <laughs> so if this sound sounds a little weird. It's, yeah, a little bit, but I mean, you yeah, because like the, the vibrations are different. And like, I just yes. noticed the AC unit kicked out of my room, but I wasn't willing to turn it off because, again, Texas is 72 degrees out right now. Like, it's perfect. Wow. It's so it's nice. 37 here. Yeah. It's much better. It's not great. So I didn't wear a coat, and then we'll we'll get into actual poker stuff. I didn't wear a coat. My wife's like, aren't you going to wear a coat? And I was like, no, like the walk from the parking lot to, it's so short. Like I only have like this very short walk that I'm going to use my coat for, and I got to drag it all the way to to Houston, like, and I'm never going to wear it there. It's like, no. I hate hate wearing a coat on an airplane. Oh, it's It's the worst. I do take it off, put it on top, leave it on, I'm sweating, it's awful. Yeah, it's miserable. And I won't even talk about the poker, um, you know, flying right now in kind of the post-COVID world. We're not really post-COVID yet, but like we're towards like the, it's been a year of COVID. So like, obviously, you know, airplanes and flights and things, there are more people traveling than there was, you know, obviously a year ago, but it was very weird to be on an airplane with like masks and all the things and them described to me how I have to eat peanuts Mass goes down, peanut goes in, mass goes up, chew, 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 swallow, repeat. Yeah, it's weird. Like you can't even like, I was like, oh, but I'm going to go in. F- I, there's like no window of like four seconds that I can pop another peanut in before I get to go. And oh, lo and behold, I don't eat peanuts. I'm just using this as an example. But like, it was crazy town. It was wild. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't been I haven't been on a flight yet, so I can't attest. But mine's, it sounds mine's awful. for one year. Yeah, it was. It's been a year since I've been on there. But anyways, let's go over. Obviously, Las Vegas is the mecca yep. of all gambling. Nobody needs to tell anybody that. You could take a rube off the street who has never gambled on anything in his life, some kind of choir boy who's twelve years old, and be like, "Hey, where's the best place to go gambling?" Kid's gonna fire out, "Las Vegas, sir." For sure, <laughs> it's it's very true, right? Like, it's just, it's where you go. It's the, it's Sin City. You can't miss it. So, you and I both have done trips to Vegas, but we've never done a poker-exclusive trip. And I'm always mildly jealous when I talk to, like, Kent and Anna, um, Mila and Peter, and all those couples that play poker, which I think is super sweet. So, shout out to any of them that listen. I doubt Mila and Peter listen to it, but maybe a Kent and Anna would listen to the podcast. Maybe. Yeah. So hopefully they do. I, but like, like I love the fact so. that they go on trips with other poker couples and they play poker like the whole time. And I'm sure they go out and you drink and you go to dinner and stuff, too. Like, it's great. But like they're going for a poker trip exclusive. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a nice segue to get into like, you know, planning a poker trip. You know, it's this is more than just like, oh, sure. When I when I fly to Las Vegas, like I play a whole lot of poker, but right. I do a whole lot of other stuff, too. I'm sports betting. I'm drinking, you know, we're doing everything else, you know, going to a show, taking in more, you know, gambling on like the pits and everything like that. Poker's not the focus. You know, no. I don't have anything planned out where I think like taking the step of it actually being a poker trip, you have sat down, you have pulled up the tournament schedule at the closest nine casinos around you right. and said, all right, I got all these to choose from. What are we going to do today? 
What are we going to do tomorrow? So I kind of think this, where are we going to go? I think this is what you need in, in three things that you need for a poker trip success, successful poker trip. One, you need good planning, right? Yeah. Two, yep. you need uh, good uh, bankroll management. Yes, Ken's which out. goes hand in hand with the planning. But and yes. the, yeah, but I think more specifically because like that exactly right there. Like, and then like backup plans where you're like, all right, I'm going to go to the Orleans at noon on Tuesday. I'm going to play in this tournament. And then if I bust, I can make it over to the uh, Harris Poker Room and the, the stupid refrigerator just turned on. And then you can go to this one and play the four o'clock, blah, 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 blah. So I think it's super fun to do that. And uh, I always end up making it to every casino in my backup yes, plan. because you busted. Yeah, I just, I can't help myself. But see, I do have an example of this. I remember me and uh, your sister, we played like an $1,100 PLO bounty the last Ooh. time we were there. And I kind of busted out quick and she made it deep. And like, well, like I had no backup plan or like nothing to do. And, you know, like you're semi, I mean, you're not trapped there, but like, I mean, we're leaving together. So it's like, I'm there the whole time she's in the tournament, you know? And um, I vividly remember losing like 6K betting sports, like waiting for her. <laughs> And like that was bad bankroll management because Correct. I didn't have rule a number plan. two. And I had no backup plan and I had no plan. Yeah, my plan was play a noon tournament. Well, when I'm out of two and she's in at nine PM. Yeah. I, she I cashed needed, in that tournament, didn't she? Uh she didn't cash, but she got a couple of bounties. Oh nice. So How I much were the she, bounties like, in that even. thing? A couple hundred or I think it was uh I think it was actually it was a sixteen hundred with three hundred dollar bounties. That's pretty cool. It was really sweet. It was at Venetian. That's a super fun tournament. But Just, that, that was during the middle of the summer, you know, during the WSOP. So that was, uh, you find all the good value stuff outside of the, uh, the Rio. Oh, for you sure. Got other, other, I always feel uh, like, casinos yeah, fighting for like, your business. Part of like the poker trip is you've got like one shining star tournament that you want to play in. Whatever yep. it is, like that specific Venetian sixteen hundred dollar, eleven hundred dollar, five hundred dollar. That's the one we're going for. And then on top of that, you got some preliminary matches. You got some post. Uh, you know, when you screw up the big tournament that you came for, so you can play some different things. I think that's super fun. I also like to play. Uh, I mean, obviously, cash games there are just phenomenal in general. Um, what are your favorite casinos when you do go to Vegas? And then we'll get off of Vegas and go to some other spots. Where what uh, are like your what's your number one room to go to? Number one poker room or number like I mean yeah poker room poker, like you're going think, to play like I I think the win honestly really they sold me the last time I was there huh I've and never me, played at the win uh I think I've gone you know to Vegas like three times like in the last five years and uh, me and Allison have all stayed at the Aria every time. I love the Aria. And I like the Aria, and I like that. I like, first of all, I like the restaurants in the Aria. Um, I like the mood. It's kind of higher end. It's at a good spot on the strip where it's kind of in the middle, but kind of at the, the front end. And I like everything about it. The poker room's a little bit small, but I like that you can call down, get on the list, and then they'll call your they'll call your room and say, hey, you're Oh, that's ready. awesome. And, you know, so there's a lot of good stuff about the Aria. They offer one, two PLO and five, five with a rock PLO. So there's, there's nice, easy. You can move up and down stakes depending on, you know, how your trip's going. Um, yeah. So the Aria has been like our go-to, we're going to play at the Aria, but then we kind of ventured off and went to the wind one day and the wind has like 
seven different restaurants you can order food from in the poker room. Ooh. Like they have a full, like you name it. They got Chinese, they got Italian, they got American food, they got burgers. Like you name it, you can get whatever food. The PLO game is a thousand max instead of 500. That's nice. So, and the room was massive and spacious and the walkways were nice and um, like open where kind of when the Aria gets full, it's kind of full. I mean, I would consider the Aria more like a, a Warrenville CCG event. Whereas like the win would be like the max gym at the max where, you know, everything is just more open and there's more room. And so I'm going to go with the win after all that. Wow. I've always been a fan of Caesars Palace poker room. Now that's kind of twofold. My wife and I always typically stay at Caesars. We stay in that like boutique part of the hotel. It's called Nobu. So yeah. it's super bougie. Uh, I'm not quite sure what bougie means, but it's pretty bougie. And, um, so I'm always at Caesars, uh, but I don't think they let you do the call down thing because I normally just hang around and pull the full DJ. And I was like, I'll play anything. Put me in any game. <laughs> just I just like, want to play right now. It is, like, just I give mean, me a seat. I don't care what it is. It's three guys in the corner shooting dice. I'm in. All right. You need a fourth? Okay, cool. Fourth, I'm in. You guys want to play Uno? Gin? Spades? So Cricket? last summer, 2020, we uh, we were scheduled to go, not, not summer, but we were going to go for March Madness. I actually booked Caesars because I had free rooms with uh, the diamond card. And I was going to try out Caesars, especially since you always went there. I love Caesars. I think it's a great casino. It's right in the middle of the strip. Like you legit, you could walk to Venetian, you could walk to Bellagio. I mean, it's right next door to Bellagio. I mean, there's just, everything's right there. Cosmopolitan's really cool too. That I like that hotel. I don't know if they have a poker room, to be honest. I know I there know was either. like, um, in Vegas, there was like a poker room boom where like more places were opening poker rooms. And then that was like, right at the end of 19, the beginning part of 2020. And then burp, 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 going from there, you know, I think a lot of these rooms are not going to reopen. Yeah. Like I know that Vinny, a former CCG dealer, he used to work at Harris. Harris. I don't know if their room ever reopened. Yeah. And their, their room is kind of like up at the front of the casino. And it's like one of those like half walls. You're just kind of behind. It's very small. It's probably only two tables deep and like eight or 10 tables wide. So yeah. It's like in this very like, and it's right on the casino floor, so it's very loud. It's not an ideal place. At least like Caesar's Palace, the old one you used to be way in the back. It used to be a nightclub, or now it's a nightclub. Like it was dope. It was like its own room. You were like off on your own, which I guess it's kind of hit or miss. Some people when they go on a trip and play at different rooms, they like the idea of like Venetian, where you're like right kind of in the action and you can kind of see the other things and, and games going on. You know, see the lights and flashes of. Um, you know, slot machines and stuff, but well, Venetian's room is so big; it's like it's spacious. Right, and there's just so you kind of get the best of both worlds. It feels big yeah. and open, but yet you you also feel like you're part of the casino, which yeah. I think is cool. But you're kind of by yourself. It's great. It, it, again, that's why I said it was a perfect combination of the two things. Brandon, do I need to? Oh, sorry. What? That was me yelling at you. Like I, I just, oh, I just it. said you that. Just... Thanks, redundant, Danny. Anyways. <laughs> All right, so Vegas obviously is a great spot. What what poker app do you use, or do you just like legit go to each like Twitter feed or website, call some poker rooms? Like, how do you know what tournaments are going when? Um, I usually look them up like on the internet when I'm like actually planning out like you know if I'm going to go during the series, right? Otherwise, if I'm there in March or something, and I know there's like not too much going on, I'll just use the Bravo app and. You know, they give you a pretty good amount of information in that upper, 
you know, the information tab before you scroll down. They do. Poker Atlas is also really good. Yeah, those are both good. I yeah. mean, Poker Atlas really stepped their game up because I think Bravo they, really had it. I remember like, looking at Poker Atlas in like 2008 thinking this is kind of not great. But fast forward to 2021. They've like, stepped up their game. They've got everything. They've got structures. They've got times. Like they are legit. And it's like everywhere you can find games and stuff. I mean, obviously, CCG is listed on there as well. So that's pretty great. Um, it's nice to have that kind of area and, and, and know exactly what's going to happen. And again, for me, it's that idea of planning out that trip. Like, okay, I'm going to play this tournament at noon. I'm going to play this tournament at four. I'm going to play this tournament at six when I bust out. You know when late registration is for each of them. So Poker Atlas is huge. Bravo is always great. And then you can always check out some social medias and stuff for some different things to find out what games are going when. Because Poker Room is notorious for not having super updated information on their websites. It's one 100%. of the things I try to make sure CCG and Paramount does not do is I want to make sure that they're like up to date. So when a guy calls, he's like, oh, I'm here for the Wednesday night, you know, bingo tournament. And they're like, oh, yeah, we haven't done that in like seven months. Why is it on the website? Right, it's like, cool. Still? I live in Indiana. How would I know that? Right. I just drove all the way over here. All right. So obviously, um, besides Las Vegas, what are else? I mean, Texas is obviously becoming a huge poker town. Like, just everybody wants to come to Texas. Um, it's like yeah. the new place to go. Texas is the new Florida. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. And Florida was kind of the new Vegas. Or New California. It kind of went like Vegas, and Vegas kind of dried up, and California got huge. Yep. And California is still obviously always going to be huge, but right. Florida was next, and then after Florida, I feel like um, Texas has now made its made its stand in the poker world. It, it's going to be there to stay for as a, while, a destination for all poker players to go to. Right. I mean, obviously, it's like Vegas. You got California and all the rooms there. You've got Florida and all the rooms there. Because a lot of people will go to trips for just those different places. And now you've got Texas is another spot that you can easily go to and find so many different rooms. Yeah, I feel like Texas is a great place to go if you're just like, it's kind of like Vegas in the sense of, I have a million different options here. Let me see what's best. Correct. You can really pick and choose. Florida, you're kind of stuck. Normally, if you're staying at like one spot. Yeah. And the same thing when I'm thinking of poker trips, I think of everybody likes to go to the North Carolina um, Horseshoe or the Harris. Um, it's a big WSOP spot. I'm trying to think. It's in North Carolina. Mm, I don't know that one. Help me out here. You don't know anything? No, I got nothing. There's that. And then St. Louis is always a good one. But again, that's Yeah, but I mean, one. that's more for like poker tours. So you're going for a specific tour, yes. like an HBT or an MSPT or a WPT or the WSOP. You're going like for I the said. stop on the tour. Yeah. Correct. Whereas Which also is different. No, Houston doesn't have any kind of like big poker tours yet. I'm sure they're going to have some, a few. They actually did have two, like some Lone Star Poker, I think it's called. Um, They did some events down here, two of them so far, and they were massive. Prime just did a $1,100 buy-in no limit tournament yeah, over, over a milli. Yeah, 180k to first. Does that seem normal on a, on a million dollar price pool? I thought yeah. it was a bit light, but maybe no. I'm just thinking it's too much. Like 18%, 19%. Yeah, because you got, you got to remember how many people are in. Yeah, I mean, they, they really thin it out towards the bottom. But still, awesome, awesome tournament. As far as like stops on the poker tours, like some spots are really good and other spots are not so much. 
you were kind of alluding to that fact. St. Louis, always yeah, a big like, stop. Hammond, always a big stop. Harris, Cherokee. Cherokee. That's, that's the one in Oklahoma? No, Cherokee's in North Carolina. Um, oh, there you go. That's the one you Choctaw were thinking of. Is the Choctaw. One Choctaw. That's Oklahoma, right? Yes. I think Choctaw's, I think it's either like one of the first or the last stops of the year. Not quite sure because I'm not really in the circuit nice. game. Other people might know better. But I feel like that's always a really big one. And I know that we there's a lot of people from CCG that have made that trip. And gone because um, you can drive it and kind of go from there. Yep. And like, then, it's not uh, really ideal. It's not like you could drive from Chicago to Texas to do a poker trip. Like, no, it would be a rough. little bit. Out. It's like 18 hours. I think if you're in Chicago, you're you're going to Michigan or you're going to like Battle Creek or or Detroit, or you're going to Ohio because they have that like the Toledo series there, and oh, or nice. you're going to St. Louis. I think that's kind of like the the easy piece. It's that like six hour trip, car. right? Like six hours yeah. in the car, you could pretty much do whenever. Like you could work all day and then drive six hours. It's not ideal. We don't recommend it. Certainly, you should take a nap beforehand, but it's doable. I mean, we're not talking about 12, 13, 14, 15 hour trip here. Like that's an entire day and a half of traveling really yeah i mean it's it's a long ass day but yeah you're not just like oh, i'm gonna drive to texas yeah no well, no you're not <laughs> no no you're not i mean you can but nobody wants to what are some of the east coast poker locations i was thinking like foxwoods foxwoods but i think i think that's that's atlantic city right i don't know i thought it was connecticut I know that Atlantic I know City, Fox besides Borgata... was like a huge poker place for, obviously, East Coast peeps. Like, lots of things happen there. Um, they do tons of tournaments. I'm looking at their website right now. So, current Where tables. Uh, Foxwoods is in... You'd figure they'd tell you right where it is. I guess they figure if you know where you are... Yeah. You, you don't need the uh, the location, but I don't know where they uh, are. Oh, yeah. Mash, Mash Katucket, can. Uh, Connecticut. All right. Thank you for making... Oh, man, don't move. Uh, it did just say that they are the number one uh, poker location outside of Vegas. Now, I don't know if that's one of those like yeah, that's random things that too. they just say, but it's pretty cool. Poker. I always back. thought of Foxwoods as being like not old school, but like washed up in the new school poker. Like, I feel like I remember Foxwoods was like being irrelevant when like Jamie Gold and Right. And when when that when that poker boom and, and full tilt poker and People all those just guys don't work. think of Foxwoods as like an up and coming. Like it's an old staple, right? Like it's like yes. one of those That's things. More. And I mean look at this. They've got one, two holy cow, never mind. Tables table one one nine two two. Would you assume that means they have nine? They got nine one two no limit games going. They've got uh two two five games going. And then we get into some fun stuff. They've got a four they got two tables of four eight limit. One table of PLO two five, which sounds great, and then sounds obviously great. here comes the old school guys twenty forty stud. One table of twenty forty stud. That's gross. Wow! So they still are getting twenty forty stud. That's awesome. That's awesome. I would love to play twenty forty stud. I am not good enough, but it seems pretty dope. So it when I think of dope. East Coast, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, a twenty forty stud, I'd be a big loser. They they would <laughs> like me at the table. That is for sure. I would be peeling off cards, eh, 20, eh, 40, eh, 40 more. Yeah, now I fold. But, I like, what about, like, Atlantic City? Like, what, what so poker? That's Borgata. Borgata. Borgata, that's right. For sure big, huge. Now, they does, run the Borgata Poker is Open. Is Trump's Taj Mahal still there, or that's gone? 
that's gone. Yeah. Borgata, if I was going to go out east, I think Maryland Poker Live. Oh, I forgot that, about Maryland Poker Live. Maryland Poker Live and Borgata would be my place to go. I would like to see. I don't have. Can you look up what Borgata's got going right now? Yeah. Because I don't. I I took the um, Bravo app off my phone yeah. since. I, I mean, I'm just going to go to their website and let's see how good it is. Because this is what you have to do as a poker player. Casino. I'm on their website. Oh, Oof. what's on the website? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. Oh, casino poker results. Like, I don't want results. Poker rules. Gosh, this is not easy. Poker promotions, results, and highlights. They got nothing. Come on, Borgata. What are you guys doing? So they had the winter poker open. They got the, yeah, they got nothing. Oh, so here they got, they got the deep stack challenge, uh, February 19th through the 28th. That just happened. 230,000 in guaranteed over 10 events. Pretty gross. But again, I want to know how many tables they have. Like how big of a room it is? Yes. Like that's what I want to know. Uh, that I don't know. I don't see that on there. You, you, you'd think that would be an overview, but. Uh, you think so. But hey, this is why they should hire us. Correct. To do their, to do their website. Clearly. Because this website sucks. Anyways, <laughs> I, I, I want to say they have like 36, maybe 42, maybe even pushing 50 tables. Wow. In their room. So it's a big old room, and I know that they they do high limit. They do like fifty three hundred dollar buy ins. I think their main events a ten k for their Borgata Poker Open. So that if you want some higher end kind of Vegas esque type tournaments and big prize pools, that's going to be there at Borgata. So I would go to Borgata, but that's just me. I know Atlantic City. If you want to go Russia. that direction, right? Like that's the whole idea of yes. you know which direction you want to go. Yeah, or if I was, you know, traveling the East Coast for something completely different, but I had to pick a casino to go to, it'd right. be Borgata. Yeah, 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 for sure. They're M Life too, so that's uh, that's cool. But yeah, um, so besides that, I mean, there's that new Boston casino. They just don't, they opened up like a Boston horseshoe. Yeah, that's the uh, win. Oh, they they opened. Oh, it's a win. It's a yeah, win. It's a that's win. It is. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, remember, all that stuff happened with Mister Win, and then yes, like, they were gone. That's about it for the East Coast. The East Coast, really? Yeah, there's not a ton going on there. I'm trying to see where else I can find, like, search poker you know, app. Pennsylvania, they got online poker, though, so that's good. Yeah, that's true. Michigan's got online. I know they Mr. Do. Andrew Nimi, I noticed on Twitter, went back to Detroit to play in, like, the first, like, WSOP stuff on, uh, you know, for Michigan when they launched, which is pretty cool. That is cool. So now they just got to get these, these uh, player pools combined, and we're in business. Yeah, I think that's kind of inevitably what's going to happen. And we've already done episodes on, you know, kind of online poker and what we think happens during there, like the difference between live and online and, and kind of the benefits and, and disadvantages of both. But I think a huge disadvantage right now for online poker in the United States is that they are not combined player pools. Like, it just makes more sense. Yep, I 100% agree. I mean, yeah, it, it's one of those things. Like, if, if we're all allowed to play in our respective states against one another, why can't we combine? I mean, the price, I mean, not the price pool, just the player pool of having, right. having the Vegas people be able to play with the Pennsylvania people that can play with the Michigan people. And that we're all not just, you know, closed off with fences around us. It kind of stinks um, that you have to travel to Michigan to play in the Michigan games. Like it's a hard draw to do it. I mean, it's, you know, it's just, it's nice to get that bigger pool. There's more money involved. And then, you know, obviously it draws more players in, in, in inevitably, which is great. Plus another thing, when the WSOP does their like series and it was only available to people in Las Vegas, imagine if it was like available to, to Vegas, Michigan, 
Pennsylvania. Well, now all of a sudden people in Illinois and Indiana will drive to Michigan to play in it. Right. And people from, you know, New York and uh, Connecticut and all those places will drive to Pennsylvania to play. But, like, we ain't going to Vegas. No. Oh, by the way, I found out there's 22 games. 22 games going on at Borgata. 12-1-3, 5-2-5s, 4-3-6 limit, and one five ten. It is a nice thing about Vegas, and I will say that typically anywhere else you go, I mean, it's mostly no limit. It's hard to get mixed games or other games. It's so nice in Vegas because you got a huge variety. If you're a fan like Brandon and I are of non no limit games, meaning I'll play no limit and it's fine and it's fun. But I mean, we want to play four card games, five card games. I mean, the, the, the PLOs, the big O's, you know, even pineapple and goofy stuff like that. Short deck, like you're never getting a short deck game really anywhere outside of Las Vegas. And even there, it's it's on a few you know specialty kind of rooms that have like a and it's high. Yeah, it's usually high stakes. Yeah, which is crazy. But still, you have the option. All right, like let, the Orleans, the Orleans in the Vegas, they specialize. Yeah, they barely even get no limit off. Yep, they want to do stud and and limit games, and it's it's super fun. Yep, and combination games they want horse and all you know. Yeah, uh, the dealer ROE choice games. And, we did a whole thing on, on those games as well. I can't find it, but it's on episode somewhere. Mixed it's, games. Uh, w- make them make them look through all forty-one episodes. Dude, I promise ep- you guys, it's in episode there sixteen. It's actually kind there of a popular go. one. Mixing it up with mixed games. Worka worka. Yeah, I wish I was better at mixed games. I do too because I feel like that's like the evolution of poker. Is that like if it's kind of like I hate to say it, but it's like Dan on Like he's such an accomplished poker player. Not to mention all the money he wins playing poker. But it's also the fact that he plays so many different games, and he plays them all really well. You know, I do. It's fantastic. Do. Yeah, it's one thing to be uh, a pro at uh, Hold'em, but it's another right. thing to be a pro at Hold'em and then nine other games. I mean, it's nuts. I mean, it's like, like he's the best. Like when they played 22, 22 game Dealer's Choice or whatever it is at the at the um, he's the number one seed. He's probably the best player at the table in. 19 or 20 of those 22 games yeah now let's let's wrap it up with the ken and brandon perfect uh poker trip because we've never really done a poker trip and we had one planned for 2020 but obviously that got blown out of the water and we're gonna attempt to do it this year yeah we want to do a wsop neither one of us have ever played the main event correct correct and I would very much like to do it. I think it's one thing that all poker players should attempt to do one time in their life. It's like that one. And I know it's a crazy amount of money to think about playing the main event at $10,000 buy-in. Like, that's nuts. But yet, it's still super cool. Like, I would love to try to do that just one time. Just one time. And also, you know, I, you could really, especially, you know, most of these people are people that either play in Texas or play at CCG. If you walked into a notebook at CCG and said, hey, will you want to buy 1% of my WSOP action? I guarantee you, as long as you're not the worst player in the room, 7 to 15 to 20 people are like, sure, I'll take a $100 sweat. Yeah, that was always so like, fun when we were at like the max, and I remember people coming in and being like... Yeah, like George. Remember George? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, and hey, I'm passed. selling some shares. And it's like, obviously, you have to trust a guy, but it's it's pretty cool now with like the internet. Like You can find out exactly what people cash and what they do. And I mean, it's $100, so it's not like you're going to do anything crazy, you know? But it's super fun. Like it's right. it's just it's a it's an easy sweat for a hundred dollars and it's a great way for a guy to sell some action and try to kind of cover some cost of the trip so that you're not all in on this on your own, which would be great. Sell sixty percent of it. Who cares? Yeah. 
I mean, it's what the guys do in the 100Ks. You, right. you think they're putting up 100K? No, they no. put up 40K, and they sold the other 60K off. Which is great. Yeah, it's great, because then they get to play 100Ks. <laughs> but we just got to <laughs> scale that down, and we got to, you know... Do it for the 10Ks. Do it for the 10Ks, exactly. I mean, I even know people who do it for the 1600s, but, you know, yeah, that is what it is. Well, I love it. So, I mean, yeah, I, honestly, I, I really would like to maybe do, like, a, a Texas and, and a Texas... Vegas, maybe not trip in one, but like yeah, two separate trips like for sure. Because there are Texas so many games. Drive to Vegas or something. There's so many games to play. I mean, obviously, there's a tons of games in Vegas, but there's also so many games in Texas you can play, and you can get it for any dollar amount that you want to play. And there's yeah, a ton of exciting. options. And which it's is like, fun. oh, I don't like this place. Cool, never come back and go try one of the other right. forty places that you can play. The the variety is what really gets you because that's kind of the the negative part when you do like a Florida or you know an East Coast you're kind of stuck to the Borgata if you don't like the games you don't like the floor manager or whatever the, you just don't like the vibe in the room you really have no other choices to go to and if you do there are much lesser choices whereas when you're in Vegas there's tons of rooms you can go to Texas tons of rooms that you can go to and if you're in Texas and you're like man I don't like Houston I'm gonna drive to uh, to Austin and play all the games over there. Like, there's also several places, towns that you can go check out, which I think would be super fun. I mean, a lot of people I know now when when we talk about uh, at CCG, you know, talking about doing like a Texas trip and doing a road trip, which is part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this, because I think it's so much fun. And it's something that all poker players should do one time. Just take a little bankroll, save up some money, you know, maybe bank a tournament and, you know, win 1500 bucks. Be like, all right, cool. I'm going to take this 1500 and go parlay it into something else and play in a different location where nobody knows me. Nobody knows that you're like a rock or you're the knit or whatever. Like you can be whoever you want to be, which I think is the most important and the most fun of taking a poker trip is that you get to, you kind of mix it up a little bit, you know? Yeah, it is. It is. So it is so nice to be able to walk into a room and you don't know anybody and nobody knows you. It's just amazing. Like every time I walk in the horseshoe, everybody knows exactly. Well, you're, who I am. Yeah. If you're a regular at a place, then you're a regular, right? Like I like going to Vegas and other places in Texas because I can go full blown DJ and Kenny like jerk mode. It's awesome. Yes. I'm like, I I'm, I'm needling people. I'm having a good time. Like I don't do that when I'm at home because like, I don't want people to think that that's the association with like CCG or something along those lines. Like I don't want people to be like, Oh, that guy's such a jerk. I'm never coming back here. Correct. Whereas there's, like there's, there's, there's consequences for those actions. Right. When I'm anonymous in, in Vegas, like I do my, my favorite thing to do in Vegas is whenever I have a flush draw on the flop, I always check. And then the guy bets a hundred and then I go, I see your hundred and I raise you a hundred. And the dealer goes, sir, you can't do that. I'm like, but I do it all the time in my home game. What do you mean? I can't say it's what they say in TV. I call and I raise. No, sir. Once you say call, you can only call fine. And then the turn comes and it's a brick. And then the guy checks in front of me and I check right behind him because he thinks I wanted to raise in the flop, but I didn't. So it's like my little <laughs> mini angle shoot to get two free cards on my flush draw. So, uh, I, I, so like, but like, I would never do that. Trip, at, do you flop a flush draw and be like, oh, this is my spot. This is my spot. This is the spot to do the, I see your $100 and raise you a million. Oh, wait, no, I can't do that. All right, cool. Cool. You know, you can't do like the cool stuff from like Maverick when you're like, I have two pair eights and eights. <laughs> 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 or, or my other favorite line is uh i get jacks well jackson and twos you, you made for the twos right you're a player maurice <laughs> you know i had two pair there right 
I mean, like you can't do that at your regular no, game because yeah, then you, you just get beat up and that. nobody wants to play with you. But you're never going to see these people again when you're on a poker trip. So you can be a little bit of a jerk and have fun. I don't know why I want to be a jerk at other places, but you know, part of probably because you don't get to be a jerk. I don't here. get to do it right. Like it's so much fun to be anonymous and not have to worry about like seeing these people the next week when you come back to playing your regular Thursday night tournament. Like you can do some different stuff and it's super fun. So it's great. Well, that's going to about wrap it up for episode 42. The uh, great American poker trip is what we're calling it. And I think we hit all of the the great places. I guess we didn't talk about talking stick in Arizona. That's kind of a a big poker spot. But again, I don't know. I don't. It's like I don't think people are traveling. I think it's like like they're going to Arizona. Correct. I'll take one night and go play poker, which is great. Not like Ken yes. when I go with my wife to Vegas and I have to sneak out at like one o'clock in the morning to go play a late night shift at Caesar's Palace, which is why I always play there because it's just downstairs. And then I play yes. at five o'clock in the morning, come home and then, you know, sleep for two hours and then go to breakfast with my wife. But lo and behold, she doesn't know what I was doing down there. <laughs> just mostly just pumping off my money playing two five or PLO, but it's fun. It's a good time. Well, thank you for listening to episode 42. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We are close to 7,000 downloads, which is still amazing to me. It's so wild to think that so many people do it. Even in Texas, I was there yesterday at Paramount, and uh, like two people came up to me like, oh, man, we love the the podcast. When's the next episode going to come out? And you should do this or you should do that. So it's super fun. We really appreciate it. I don't know if Brandon's been recognized in public yet. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't, Brandon. Um, I, I always get recognized. I just don't flaunt it. Ah, nice. I do like to let people know that I am moderately famous in my own mind, but, um, (laughs) yeah. Thanks for listening. Catch us next time on the episode. What are we doing? 43. What do we see? We were going to talk about not Um, online poker. We had an idea. Now we totally forgot. Distractions. Distractions. Oh yeah. Poker distractions, obviously. Cause I'm like the most scatterbrained person in the world. Which rounds us all the way back to TikTok, baby. TikTok. Oh, a TikTok episode. That's what we're doing. Because that is like my number one distraction at the poker table is TikTok and Twitter. Any social media that starts with a T, Ken is in trouble with a capital T as in Twitter or TikTok. We'll see or, you next time. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Farewell. Bye. We'll end on that.